Welcome, everyone. I'm so excited to tell you about this podcast. It's called The DK Project, but it's really The Darren Show. The DK Project is a radio show, but without the radio. So sit back, buckle up, and enjoy the ride. Let's go! Welcome back to another episode of The DK Project. Big D is traveling this week taking the kid to college, so I am filling in for this episode. So sit back and buckle up as we talk to Chris Rudder, who is currently positive with COVID-19 and the host of What's Your FN Binge podcast. Welcome back to the DK Project. Another episode coming your way. Today we've got Chris, is it Rudder? Yeah, that's Rudder. Rudder, got it. Just like it it, uh, is spelled he is yep. coming to us live today. Are you in your studio? Yeah, I'm, I'm in Evansville, podcast. Indiana, and uh, got all the, the digs here and everything, uh, you know, all that cool stuff that makes you look like a professional, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, Chris is coming to us. His podcast is called uh, What's Your Effin' Binge, and it's uh, somewhat uh, Netflix, uh, Hulu, uh, you know, all these streaming place uh, related or maybe just regular network TV, but it's uh, what, what shows are you, you binging on right now? And it, it sounds like a really fun program. Um, so everybody wants to check that out. Um, and it's, it's everywhere, right? Anywhere you get yeah, your it's podcast. On, it's on Spotify and, and you can get direct links to the show on Facebook at what's your F's and binge. Yeah. Uh, or, a hold of us on email at what's your effing bins uh, at gmail.com, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it, Damn. it's there, Apple, whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, the reason, uh, the reason we're bringing uh, Chris to you today is he <laughs> is a current COVID 19 patient. Are you a patient? What do you call yourself? I'm living with COVID. Yeah, you're just living with COVID because if you call your doctor and ask, you know, can I, you know, come in to get, is there treatment or anything like that? They don't prescribe anything. There's no treatment that goes on unless you get admitted to the, <clears throat> unless you get admitted to the ER. And pretty much that's about the only effect that I'm having so far. Like there's the fatigue factor. And last night is the, as yesterday I got diagnosed. So, uh, so hold on, you're jumping ahead now. Hold on. We got to get back to the beginning. So your, your, uh, part-time job when you're not ripping podcast is a bartender at a local establishment. And, uh, I see you got the heaters there. So we're building a case here for a strong COVID patient. So you're interacting with a lot of people. Now I was just down in, um, uh, where the, uh, Missouri, and okay. They, they, there wasn't a mask to be found. So is that how it is where you are? You're in Indiana? Yeah. So there's a uh, governor mandate to wear mask. Okay. Um, but the, uh, whenever you go into a bar or a restaurant, that's where it gets like really weird. You have to wear a mask whenever you come in the door. You have to wear a mask whenever you get seated at your table. You have to wear a mask and take oh. an order from a person who's wearing a mask. Right. And once the food or your drink is in front of you, you are able to take off the mask. Oh. So um, that's, that's, that's where the problems begin, whether or not you believe in the mask one way or the other. Just the fact that at a bar, all you got to do is just have a fucking beer in your hand and you have an excuse to take off your mask. Right. And, and you as the bartender are then exposed to all those people. Everybody. And then the oh. secondary part of it is, is that my bar. um, they have uh, pool tournaments 
it's a big it's a big pool tournament place like they have the cities to qualify to go to i mean it's a big pool pool hall place wow anyways um so uh, since they are competing in a sporting event they don't have to wear their mask either so just having a pool cue in hand let alone a drink means that you don't have to have a mask on and um yeah so that's that's but you're wearing a mask as the keeper of the bar right what's that you're as the bartender you're wearing a mask right yeah i have to wear a mask the whole time so but can you smoke in this bar no so you got to go outside to smoke yes so so how did you get it were you uh were you bending the rules what happened how did you contract it well so okay so uh i've done i've done a lot of reading up on this all the way through the whole thing right so wearing the mask only possibly prevents you from transmitting it to someone else that's okay. all a mask actually does and uh, unless you're wearing one of the uh, the uh, m m98s or m38s m95s yeah that whatever the hell yeah uh, unless you're wearing one of those they're not even uh coded as being able to protect you from any respiratory diseases, which is what COVID-19 is. We don't know that. It's basically a respiratory disease. So the fact that everyone else is not wearing a mask and me wearing a mask, the mask doesn't give you any protection. So since everybody's allowed to walk around without a mask, once they're in the bar and have a drink or a pool cue in their hand, then they're everybody. I mean, that's that's how you get it. It wasn't. So, well, in the beginning, when this all first came around, they... Uh, they they said don't wear a mask unless you have it and that was probably why because they're preventing other people from getting it where now everybody has a mask on you don't know who has it and and therefore you're not really protected especially in the scenario that you're in where you you know have all these other people without masks and then you have one but it's not protecting you Jesus. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's the crazy weird thing. So everybody who's decided to work in it, like I've worked all the way through COVID, uh, you know, with the, with the bars and then also liquor stores, um, just, just because, uh, they're essential. Yeah. They're essential. Right. So I had to take essential work because we, as a bartender, we were the first people to lose our jobs. Like, Oh really? That, that. We completely lost our jobs on March the 5th. So then it's a scramble, and this was before they had put out the bonus payments for all the unemployment and all that bullshit. Yeah. So they're, you know, me and my wife were both bartenders, so we had to scramble thinking, you know, I've never filed for unemployment, so I'm not gonna if I can go ahead and take this other take this other job. It pays the bills. Hopefully, this right. only lasts a month or you know whatever. That's what we were thinking. So we worked all the way through all of this, and now as bartenders. As bartenders, yeah. Um, so then once the quarantine was lifted and people were able to come in more and all the bars reopened in, in the bar district here where I live, which is uh, Franklin Street, that's the big destination spot here where I live. Okay. Uh, a, a street lined with bars, just one cooler than the next, uh, blocks and blocks of them. Anyways, um, so once the district was reopened, then, uh, you know, it's back to full-time bartending and everything. And, and they reopened without mask. We got through that. Neither one of us got sick, neither me or my wife in front of everybody. Cause it, everything reopened. Everybody was like super happy to get out and, you know, fucking go have a beer at the bar. Right. Yeah. Right. 
So, you know, I mean, the bars are full and then um, then the cases started an uptick and the governor put out a mask mandate. You have to have a mask on like period. Like we've been voted. We've not voted. Sorry. We've been visited by the health department and stuff like that, uh, you know, coming in to make sure people are wearing their mask and and under the right conditions. That's how we found out that the pool players are able to walk around without a mask as long as they have a pool cue in their hand. Cause it's not like you as a bartender, I'm there to serve fucking drinks. I'm not right. there to, you know, Hey, you're not shooting, put your mask on. Right. I mean, it, it, so it, it's just like a really weird loophole. And I think like at the very beginning, if they would have just hindsight's always 2020, but at the very beginning, if, if we would have just had like a complete nationwide, just lockdown quarantine for 30 days, we would be out of the woods now, but with this, this being reopened like this, I mean, I worked face to face with people all through quarantine. And now that they're able to do this, no mask thing again, here I am sick, you know, and, and I'm on the front line, you know, not like a nurse or anything like that, but I mean, I'm, right. every day I'm having face to face encounters with people way more than the average person. I've been able to get through all of this without getting sick until well, they, so- so now, now, how long have you had it? Uh, well, symptoms and everything uh, started uh, about three days ago, uh, Sunday. And uh, we just, um, in the pool league there, they had nine players test positive for COVID. So I found out on Sunday when, and that's also whenever I started getting uh, a cough and getting the sniffles and whatnot, it wasn't really feeling good. Mondays, the wife is like, we have to go get fucking tested. You guys just had, you know, nine people there in the bar, eight people. Uh, at the time, we thought it was only eight people, and the number has gone up, obviously. Um, but we thought we only had, you know, we had eight people. So she's, you know, got to go get tested. And uh, last night, uh, about eight o'clock, got the got the my chart thing that you get from CBS and uh, positive. So, was is your wife positive too? Nope, she's negative. Wow, is that weird? It's so, so what, weird. What symptoms are you feeling? Um, <clears throat> uh, that, and obviously I cough, so I'm not asking anybody. I, I mean, I smoke, so I'm not asking anybody to feel sorry for me on that. I mean, that's just one of the underlying conditions. I'm, I'm a yeah. smoker, but I never have a cough. So me having this cough, that's whenever what, Sunday the wife was like, you don't, you don't cough like that, something's wrong. And uh, it's really bad whenever I go to sleep, though. Uh, uh, last night, she had a hard time, like, watching me sleep because uh, she said I was, like, uh, jumping in kind of like a panic. Like, I guess I felt like I wasn't breathing while I was sleeping. And uh, it would wake it woke me up several times and I'd have a half hour long coughing fit during the day. It seems to be OK while I'm up moving around. And is that uh, it is just the cough. And taking cough drops is, is all because we she called the doctor and asked, you know, what should I take? And, you know, out of acetaminophen and aspirin and ibuprofen. What Chris means to say is acetaminophen. Uh, taking aspirin uh, really actually exasperates the whole situation. And you start feeling flu-like symptoms. A little achy. I got the chills last night. And uh, uh, but they say Theraflu makes it worse. So wow. because that has acetaminophen in it. And so you can't take aspirin, can't take acetaminophen. You can only take ibuprofen. Um, 
so and I'm not experiencing like any body aches or anything like that. So I haven't taken any, um, but just cough drops during the day and just, be, I guess, being up moving around and everything. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm taking her easy, but still, you know, just getting up and just being up during the day. Uh, for some reason, the coughing and stuff isn't as bad. I've had moments. We'll pr- if I keep talking, we'll probably, you'll probably end up seeing me have some sort of uh, cough attack on it, but it is what it is. But, uh, like uh, maybe a little bit of a low grade fever last night and just fatigue. So it's like a really low level kind of beginning of the flu. And uh, you know, in a million years, I would never even think of calling into work for feeling like this. Like, like really? I don't feel bad. Right. Um, it's not like, you know, take me to the emergency room. I feel like I'm dying. So it's not like that. Um but yeah, it's just the stigma. Like uh, I saw somebody outside and they were doing something and, and I live up on the second story. They were down in the, in the parking lot. I wasn't trying to put anybody at risk. Plus it's in broad daylight. UV light kills Corona. We anyways. don't know that. So um, I was like, Hey, I would help you, but I can't just so you know, don't come to the door. I got tested for COVID and uh, positive. And he was like, well, fucking stay up there, which, you know, <laughs> I get. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I'm sure I'm going to go through the next week being treated or feeling like a leper. Uh, <laughs> how how, you know? how long do you have to is it so now 14 days you have to isolate or or. Uh, so it, the prescriptive period is five to 14 days until you're symptom free. Once you test positive, you're supposed to monitor yourself, for your symptoms. And then once you feel those are gone, then you get you get retested. And it has to be a minimum of at least five days. And as soon as you get a clean test back, then you're cool. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. But being around your wife and whatnot, there's no concern there? Yeah. Fuck yeah, there's a concern. Um, You know, but but this isn't unusual. There's been so many. uh, Out of the nine people at the bar who tested positive, Four of them are couples, and it was the exact same thing. One of them got it, the other one didn't. And we had one couple where they both did. Um, and and uh, like Brendan Schaub and, and Brian Callen from The Fighter and the Kid, they went down to Houston, and they both ended up getting it. Another person of their podcast crew got it, Yeah, and, and everybody else got skipped. So, I mean, this isn't uncommon. So, it, it is what it is. You wow. know? So, she's going to go get tested after this weekend. Again, she, she'll continue to get tested while I'm, uh, you know, recovering from it and waiting. So do you to wear a mask around the house then? Huh? So are you wearing a mask around the house then to protect her? No, because no. the mask, uh, at this point I've had symptoms, which means I've had it for at least 10, I've had symptoms for three days, which means I've had it for at least 10 days. Cause it takes a week to really manifest. Wow. So she's been exposed to it from from my end of things and having a negative test is actually like supposed to be a good thing if you've been this exposed to it um but uh, you know it's not like we drink after each other anymore or anything i mean we're avoiding the simple things that couples will do right um you know to minimize it that way but at this point it's you know i mean if while i have it if she doesn't test positive now she she will regardless and there will have been nothing we, we could have done because I didn't have the test results or know for sure I had it for quite a few days. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. <clears throat> I So so what does your work do then? Are you just out or is there some kind of 
I'm just out. All Limited of the benefits disability? Are over. There's no furloughing. There's no nothing. Wow. Yeah. That's... So, yeah, like we're like totally fucked because now I have it. With me having it, she had to tell her employer, which means she can't work until I'm able to go back to work as well. Oh. So now, now we're, uh, yeah, you know, fuck. You guys don't work yeah. at the same place. No, we work at two different places. Wow. That's crazy. And, 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 uh, what was your temperature? I haven't ran one. I, really? I mean, no, no. I mean, what did they, when you went to the doctor, what did they, what did the, what did the thermometer say when you went to the doctor? A 98.2. Really? Yeah. That's I had a one reading and uh, that's one of the requirements at the bar is everybody has to have their temperature taken every day. I've had my temperature taken two or three times a day, every single day while having COVID. I've had temperatures that were 92 because there's the little surface ones. Yeah. Yeah. You know, from 92 to 97, I have not ran an inkling of a fever. So I don't know if that tells you how good those forehead thermometers are or, or what, but I mean, last night was the first time or first signs at all that I had any kind of a fever. Okay. So it'd be interesting to see how tonight goes. And those are really the only symptoms, the cough and the fever, eh? Fatigue a little yeah, bit. Super low grade fever. The cough feels like, you know, whenever you get a tickle in the back of your throat, if you suffer from allergies or anything, yeah. it's kind of like that, but you don't have the tickle in the back of your throat. It's that's the best way I can explain it. Wow. It, all of a sudden you get that kind of reflex reaction and you have a coughing fit. And now a word from our sponsor, because we have to pay the bills. All right, project fans, new sponsor, Grady restoration. As a recovering insurance guy and a property owner, I know the value of a good restoration company. When something goes wrong, you want to know you got somebody you can count on. Say you have storm damage, or it could be water, fire, any kind of damage. Don't take the insurance companies on alone. Call Grady Restoration. Let's be honest, you wouldn't go to court without a lawyer. Why would you try and deal with these huge insurance companies all by yourself? Bring in the professionals at Grady Restoration. There's a lot of pop-ups, storm chasers. Go with the company you can trust. With over 26 years in the industry, you make one call, they'll handle it all. Securing the property, the adjuster, the repairs, the paperwork, and everything in between. They've done a few projects for me and I couldn't be happier. I didn't have to do anything. If you're not sure if you have storm damage, Make the call. They'll come out, take a look, and let you know what your options are. Take the stress out of a stressful situation. Call the pros at Grady Restoration. For a free consultation, call 763-238-8127 or check them out on the web at GradyRestoration.com. Don't forget to tell them you heard about it on the DKA Project. Welcome back. So what are you going to do for the next two weeks? Pump out podcast, bro. And a boy. How long have you been doing the podcast? Uh, for, we're going on to episode 50. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. It, it, it sounds like a great, uh, a great little, uh, idea you have there for a podcast. I, uh, yeah, every- we're up to 190,000 viewers or listeners reached, uh, for the year so far. So, you know, as of July 4th. So the six months this year, we got 190 K. So that's pretty that's really decent. Good. You know? That's good. I, uh, I think that, um, you know, with the, uh, <laughs> the time you're going to have on your hands, you should be able to, I found that the pumping out, you know, what do you do one a week or how many do you do? That's the regular circulation of then of course we have the, you know, the, the fan fan page and all that stuff. And we put a lot of content on it as well. Okay. So Yeah. 
Okay, that's cool. Do you uh, do you uh, uh, have one that's coming up soon? Like, uh, do you have a backlog? Yeah, there's a new episode that comes out tomorrow, next week. Where I'm going to do. I'm going since I have the time to get the editing and some extra interviews in. I'm going to put out two next week, probably for the next next two or three weeks. I'll probably do a bonus episode every week. Yeah, uh, and then I've got a few live appearances that I'm going to be on. Um, I'm going to be on the wise guy show and uh, a couple others. Uh, there's a live appearance on Saturday night um, that, I, that I'm doing with the uh, uh, couch bunch. Uh, they do movie reviews. And okay. uh, so since they do movies and I do do TV, we're going to do a show together. Oh, They're on cool. a, a LA radio station. Oh, very cool. <laughs> do you have a radio background? No, no, no. not at all. Uh, this uh, this show is um, was started be- with me and my best friend Joe, and uh, you know, ten years ago, just being you know fucked up on one Saturday night, sitting around the uh, kitchen table, we're like, you know, it'd be really cool to get a, um, you know, because we had friends who did radio and, and whatnot, it'd be really cool to get a spot and just call it like two assholes and one mic or something. <laughs> and we've always had this, you know, this running idea, and uh. For about a year, uh, we did research and everything on the podcast to make sure that, you know, the LLC's okay, um, uh, you know, uh, identity and, and all that good stuff and cr- uh, creative content, intellectual property, all that stuff was ironed out. And I, I wanted to make sure that we had an original show, not just another, you know, interview kind of deal. So did lots and lots of research to find out because the catch to our show is uh, we don't just talk about tv shows we do it like a game show we have our guests come on we don't want to know what show it is that you're you're going to talk about we have to guess by yeah. asking you questions so it's kind of like a game show where you stump the host yeah and uh and then uh once we figure out what your show is we take a deeper dive into you know like what do you like about it what actors or directors producing whatever whatever it is that you like about the show why do you dig it and then joe and i will go watch it and we'll come back and we'll do a review of the show. We'll rate it on a scale of one to 10, or we might, uh, we have a hashtag dumpster juice. We might just say your show's dumpster juice when we don't understand why the hell you're watching it to begin with. But you know, yeah, that's. <laughs> so, so give us a and list of the a dumpster of juice. What, yeah. What? The dumpster juice shows we've had quite a, we've actually had quite a few of those. Uh, oh, really? Any yeah. that I know, or are they all uh, weird stuff? Just, yeah. And that's the thing, you know, sometimes you get people uh, that come on and they want to show how uh, fancy they are or uh, how smart they might be. So they come up with this like, like Bojack Horseman or fucking infinity train, just cartoons for adults. And I'm like, I told you up front, like I'm a 50 year old dude who just, you know, my favorite shows are sons of anarchy and shit like that. And you're trying to have me guess, you know, uh, Bojack Horseman or uh, <laughs> this one guy had this show called Virgin River on. And like I went really deep on 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 that one, on how much I disliked some <laughs> that kind of a show. It was like a Hallmark Channel show. And uh, I was like, I mean, we tell you up front, we like Sopranos, Sons of Anarchies. And if it's anything different than that, we're probably not going to like it that much. And he went way out of his way to make sure that that was going to be the show we talked about. And of course, me and Joe didn't guess it. There's never in a million years we would guess the premise of that show or even <laughs> like it wouldn't even show up on our trending now. That's how far off base it is for us, wow. which is funny. I mean, we do it all for, from a comedic approach. It's not like we get mean about it. Yeah. But uh uh, so yeah, whatever it's a show that uh, 
neither he or I would have ever dreamed of watching or, or anything like that, then that's, then it gets pretty funny then. Cause then we have just really silly ass questions to ask you. Like, why are you watching it? Does your wife make you watch it? That's yeah. always my first question. <laughs> and is that, is that been the premise the whole time for the show? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I, uh, and, and, I like, uh, I like guessing that, idea. that many shows. I mean, it, you, you think that you'd run into some repeats, but we haven't. It's amazingly enough. We haven't, uh, you know, where they give us one clue and I'm like, Oh fuck, he's talking about Sopranos. Cause we've talked about it before, but yeah. that's, it hasn't happened. So it's cool. And just shows you how much binging material there is out there. Well, right It could have come at a better time. I mean, everybody, that's all anybody's doing right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. yourself included soon because you got nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, and not only do I have to do it for the podcast, now I have to do it just to kill time. I yeah. mean, like we had to do a retrograde of um we asked on our on our fan fan site, what old TV show would you like us to watch and do a review of? And sure. we got votes for MASH and uh cheers and that you name it anything from the 70s and 80s fucking even sanford and son we had some people throw that out there nice yeah and i was like oh that would actually be funny to see if it holds up and then hear me and joe talk about it oh my god the shit that would be on there that you couldn't even you couldn't even play an excerpt from that show right now with that yeah you know right so talking about the subject matter would be like so luckily that one didn't win it ended up being cheers yeah and you know, there's, uh, there was 12 fucking seasons of cheers. Yeah. And so watching all, you know, taking all of that in so we can do a good review of it. Do you watch uh, all yeah. of them? Huh? Did you watch all of them? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my Cause it's really easy to watch what we found out at the beginning. Uh, um, you know, I mean, there's a, a thousand mistakes a podcaster can make, and we've we've done all of them. And one of the mistakes we made at the beginning is doing reviews of shows and only watching like, one season of it well people catch you know you? I mean, if it's, if it's something that goes a while then the whole story can change and it, and it could go from being great to being absolute trash by season seven so uh we were shortchanging the reviews or over uh over reviewing shows that weren't worth it um you know given saying the show was an eight and a half when really if you look at the whole thing it ended up being a five because it didn't wrap up well or whatever yeah uh, you know, so and then learning all of the um, learning everything that comes with like real production of shows and like talking to actors. I've had, you know, uh, quite a few people in the business on the show and, and learning how to talk with all of them. With an insider's understanding without actually having been inside. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh uh, that's that's been the fun part that's that's the kind of the challenging part is getting up to speed real quick so that way you don't sound like you're really out of your depth talking to people who have been there and done that you know i mean i I don't want to sound like a jackass so learning everything (laughs) on the fly while we're doing it uh it's turned into a lot of work and uh if if you don't like it you're not going to keep doing it and obviously we like it enough or else we wouldn't keep doing it yeah right right i'm looking right now on your uh your apple podcast thing um, yeah and uh and what does your guy got a superhero outfit on on there oh no uh well it depends on which one that you're looking at if uh there's quite a few different title pages that you'll see on there but the last one uh we had a um um a guy who does editing, he ran that through some animation app. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Nice. Nice. So it's a, it's a real picture, but it's been done in, in anime. Oh man. And there's that's a couple cool. different versions of that. And if you, if you scroll back, then you'll see different, different pictures. Or are they all different? different? Me and Joe have known each other for 20 years. Oh, so, wow. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of pictures from, from then till now. <laughs> I like it. That's super cool. I, uh, yeah. I'm going to have to check it out. I, uh, I love the idea. It's it's a great idea. And, uh, yeah. And it definitely gets you, uh, you know, talking. It gets you talking about something, uh, you know, that everybody's, you know, everybody's yeah. into. The, nobody watches network TV anymore. Or nobody reads. It's all yeah, they don't TV. watch it until it goes to Hulu so they can watch the whole season at one time, you know. And, yeah. and so that binge, wor- uh, binge watching is a term in the lexicon, you know, and people actually get deep. There's a show hold depression. That's a real term that's used and what like it's it? even used in, in psychology where people get depressed because their show is over and they have to wait oh for nine for season eight to come out. It's oh. like a real fucking thing. So uh, be, being able to fill those gaps for people and everything is that's actually the fun part is introducing people to shows that are worth your time, you know, because that's the word we've all like turned on netflix and dove into a series and after the first season you lose interest wow it's so and, hard to find so anything it feels good. like a waste of time you know so why not why not at least have somebody you know half the time on the show i'm drinking beer and and maybe smoking a bow i'm always smoking a cigarette or whatever on it and we just shoot the shit yeah as a couple regular guys who are you know a little bit older we're not if you know if you want a 23 year old's opinion go to youtube and find their channel there's a bunch of them <laughs> You know, and uh, so what's the you know, uh, what's the fan page address? Regular guys. What's your what's your fan page address? Uh, what's your effing bench uh, dot com? What oh, is complicated? What's that? Uh, it is. Huh? All right. Yeah. And you can get a hold of us at what's your effing bench and Gmail. And uh, same thing with Twitter and LinkedIn. Every platform. If you just look up what's your effing bench. You'll find us. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Even under Google, it'd take you to our website on Google that way too. What's the uh, what's the what's the funnest episode you've done? Um, as far as as far as the uh, fun part of it goes, the funniest interview uh, the guy we had a lot of fun with was Larry Hankin. Yeah, Larry uh, was in an Escape from Alcatraz with Clint Eastwood. His uh, he was in Home Alone. He's been he in everything. Was, we had him on the uh, show a month or two ago. Okay. He's a good and dude. He, he, he was a lot of fun for us. Uh, Robert Wall was fun. Um, what if I had Robert? He did, Bat- he did Batman and Arliss. Okay. Um, and then. Um, so you're kind of getting some insiders yeah, those, those have been the, and then, But then the ones that we do with just, uh, just our friends, those have been the ones that we've. Cause it's just us sitting around drinking a beer, talking those end up being like the best episodes. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's generally what I find. I, I started off with a co-host and uh, it just gets too hard to schedule with them. So right. I, I do these and then I, and then I uh, do interview shows and then we'll do one of those, like maybe two of those a month where uh, okay. I get the, uh, I get the group together and we, and we just have a good time. It's, uh, right. it's a lot of fun, sure. but uh, you know, I, I find that when you have, um, a uh a theme like you do um mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a lot easier to gain traction um the variety yeah. show that you're able you to know. streamline it and really really pinpoint what it is that you're wanting to do instead of being all over the place yeah and the shows that we do with our our friends they know what the show is 
So we come on and we, we talk about a topic like we've done the Oscar review and we just uh, got done doing a two parter on, uh, you know, basically the works of Quentin Tarantino since this last one was his 10th film. And since the beginning, he said after 10 that he writes and directs and, and produces after he does 10 like that, he's going to hang it up. Oh, wow. And, and, and that's what he's always said. And that there's, there's talk about him collabing and stuff uh, with projects down the road. But as far as him doing something like he just did with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or Django or, uh, uh, you know, Reservoir Dogs, any of the movies that he's known for, Kill Bill, all that stuff, that uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is supposed to be the last thing that we see from Quentin's universe. So no more red apple cigarettes and, wow. and all that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a diehard Pulp Fiction guy. I, uh, I think I've seen that right. movie more times than any movie. Okay. Is. A, a big fan. Um, yeah, that's uh that's the, that's the one that really turned, uh, uh, turned the page for him with a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. And then, uh, you know, doing a saga like kill bill and everything. I mean, he's just shown us so many different sides, but Pulp Fiction is always that what during, during the course of doing the interview and, and talking to everybody else, getting our stuff together. Like that's always either the first thing mentioned, or it's definitely in their top three, yeah. pretty much any thought to that's a fan of Quentin's for sure. It's a definitely a very defining picture for him. For yeah, sure. for sure. I, uh, I didn't know about the 10 year thing. I almost want to say I heard about that at one point, but I didn't, it didn't register that it was really a thing. Um, yeah, it, uh, it was, uh, at the beginning, he whenever he did his first interviews after Reservoir, um, he said that he wanted to do 10, 10 distinct pictures. That oh. would be his work. And uh, so, you know, it, like everybody gives Oliver Stone credit for Natural Born Killers. Yeah. Clinton actually wrote that. Um, oh, so, really? <laughs> but that doesn't count as one of the 10 pictures. Right, okay. right. That is, that is very Quentin Tarantino-esque. It, uh, yeah. That was a good movie too. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, so what uh, yeah, do you think? Uh, what is he? Uh, you know, not to uh, circle back, but what do you think uh, your opinion of the COVID thing is now that you have it? Well, it's no different than it's been since the beginning of it. Really, is um, you know, if there's if there's uh, precautionary measures you can take to not only protect yourself, which obviously is you know not probably, you know, not going to a bar, uh, but any other of the precautionary measures that you can take, uh, you should take them. And, um, I mean, it's not a hoax. You can actually get it and you don't, you don't, uh, feel good whenever you have it, but, um, but you're not, you're not, uh, you're not on uh, a ventilator. What's that? You're not on a ventilator. Fuck no. (laughs) Uh, I think that, um, uh, the big scare that everybody has, you know, of everybody dying, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's still only 0.04%. I feel like, you know, 99.9% chance of, uh, uh, you know, things not going sideways off. And I don't think it's something to be deadly afraid of or, or wor- worry about once you, once you have it, as long as you, you know, take steps to it's really just the flu rest and watch your diet and get out in some fucking sunlight and get some vitamin D and but there it, you have it. it's really just the flu. I mean, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's wow. not even, not even a bad flu. That's crazy. Well, who knows? We'll, uh, we'll have to check in with you in a week and see if you're, yeah, you're probably right. being the loony bin. Yeah. 
The next time you see me, maybe I, maybe I might have a yeah. That that would be horrible, right? You'll have uh, you'll have padded walls in your studio all of a sudden. <laughs> It'll be custom. I, uh, I no, I think that's very interesting, and that's uh, that's part of the reason why we wanted to have you on because I, you know, I have I don't know anybody in my circle or even maybe one outside my circle that ha- that has has it because it, if you take all the. Um, old folks out of the mix with the uh the retirement homes and everything you have like a one in five to ten thousand chance of getting it like it's very you know but obviously you're in a position where you're have more exposure than the average person because of where you work um and it and it took that for it to be because that um uh with the with the number of people who have tested positive i mean you're you're literally talking about one in 70 people who have been tested positive with it. And, you know, it, it took me working in, in an environment like that to be the one in 70. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've got a greater exposure. That horrible. You mean immune systems. I mean, that's right. I mean, I, it is what it is at the end of the day, but it took that much for me to actually be positive with it. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Well, I, we got to wrap this thing up, man. I, uh, I can't thank you enough for all the time. I'm uh hoping that you uh, have brighter days ahead and that you're going to be uh, feeling a little better, man, alive. <laughs> so tell everybody where they can find your podcast and all the craziness that goes on. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, check us out at, on Facebook at what's your F and binge Twitter and uh, Instagram. What's your F and binge. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, uh, radio public, uh, Pandora, wherever you find podcasts. But it's all under you. what's your F and binge. What's your F and binge? And um, uh, you could Google the website and uh, get a hold of us at what's your F and binge gmail, at gmail.com as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, man. That's it. That's the end. That's a wrap. Read the shtick. That's a wrap for today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and tell all your friends. If you'd like to reach out, you can use the studio line at 612-504-6500 or by email, thedkprojectpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, there's always social media at the DK Project Podcast. Thanks for tuning in.